You are listening to Wake Up or Break Up with your host, LCB. I'm so excited you decided to join me today. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. What's up, you guys? And welcome to episode number six of Wake Up or Break Up with Elsie. Today is going to be one of those uh, my mom won't be too happy about podcasts. Uh, We're going to talk about a little sensitive subject that I think is very important when you're trying to figure out your relationship in life after cheating and in life in general because it's what people do. It's how we create life. We're talking about sex, you guys. We're talking about intimacy after infidelity and, you know, how that went down. What was it awkward? Was it good? Was it angry? Was it passionate? Like, what happened? How did we even get to that point where... How did I get to that point where I could actually engage in physical contact with this guy after after he cheated on me because that is something that I I struggled with. I got to be honest, it wasn't easy. I should probably preface this whole story by giving you a little background on me and Joe's Joe and my intimate life prior to. I hope this doesn't discredit me in any way, but Joe is the first person I've ever been with. I've only been with Joe. Even when we've broken up in the past and just recently, I have not had sex with anyone else but Joe. Joe has had sex with other people. And, you know, like, you know, guys give you a number and I don't know if it's true or not. So it's more than one. It's less than 10. I, I, I don't really know what that means in the grand scheme of life, but that is just that's just what it is. And before Joe and I engaged in relations, physical activity, I was pretty awkward I didn't have a lot of experience like I've made out with guys in the past and you know but I had never seen a penis (laughs) I had never like put one in my mouth I never touched one they were foreign to me so Joe's Joe's unit was the first interaction I ever had with a penis in my entire life That being said, I also grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor. My mom was a virgin until she was married. So for her, my dad was her one and only. And she was very adamant about me and my sister not having sex before marriage. My dad was very adamant about it. We would go to hell. It would be terrible. They would break our heart. You only get one virginity. And once you lose it, it's gone forever. And, you know, it also went as far as like if you had sex before marriage or just kissed or made out you could get pregnant so I was I didn't have the best expectations I guess and I would almost say I was lightweight terrified that every time Joe touched me or looked at me I would be pregnant and that's pretty much how our sex life started we were together for about a year before uh, we did anything and I was 24 years old when I lost my virginity and Joe was very, very kind. He was very patient with me. You know, obviously there was a physical attraction. We were very attracted to each other, but we didn't, he didn't push 
the issue until I was 110% ready. And if you're my friend and if, you know, you know, like the extents, the lengths we went to to not have sex, you know that Joe's a very patient, (laughs) understanding person. And when we finally did it, it was it wasn't the best, you guys, and I will tell you why. It's not the best because there was so much guilt. Guilt on my behalf because I wanted to wait until I was married to have sex and because there was so much pressure from my parents. And and what really messed it up for Joe was there was still that little voice in the back of my mind of my Filipino mother being like, Elsie, if you kiss him, if you, if you get close to a penis, you're going to get pregnant. And I swear, you guys, that was like always in my head. So anytime that we would make out or it got hot and heavy, I was like, oh my God, I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> If you're a guy listening to this, you know that that is an instant way to ruin sex in general. And it did. And it made it really not that great. And so our first years of exploring sex and whatever were not the best. I love Joe. I had we were crazy connected There was so much chemistry and then sexually there was just too much guilt, too much doubt and fear and worry of getting pregnant that I don't think either of us enjoyed it. And I think that also kind of led to us breaking up the first time. So when we broke up, what I will say is the night that we were moving out of our apartment that we had moved into, we had the absolute best sex of our lives it was epic it was passionate it was insane and it showed us the possibilities of what we were capable of doing together when we were not worried about guilt and pregnancy and all of that stuff and the sad part is is that after that epic evening of passion and intimacy we broke up and we did not talk to each other again we went our separate ways and we hated each other for the most part I mean I still wanted things to work you know there was like that heartbreak of my first boyfriend I gave him my virginity like this has to work or I'm gonna be a fraud like I I'll have nothing to show for this flower I saved and gave to this boy who I thought was the one and now we're done anyway fast forward Sex didn't become great again until, I would say until we were married. I think getting married was, for me, a huge sigh of relief. Like, oh my gosh, finally, now we're legitimate. Now we can have as much sex as we want and we don't have to worry about birth control and getting pregnant before marriage. Although we, side note, we did not want kids. We had agreed that kids were not going to be a part of our love story. Mm Mm-hmm. It's funny how things work out that way. But we just, you know, we were freaking great. We were back at that, you know, height of our sexual enjoyment and exploration. And it was fabulous. And I I will say that sex continued to be awesome until maybe, I mean, even when I was pregnant, we had really good sex. It wasn't until after Banks came that the sex was like, (laughs) I will take responsibility for that. There was something that happened when I gave birth to Banks and anyone who's had a child out there, you can maybe give me some insight on this. I don't know if it was just me, but my like 
not my vagina, but like my uterus or maybe like the space or the little canal where the penis goes, it was like not in the right place anymore. Like it had switch locations and sex became very uncomfortable. Like, I don't think the penis is supposed to go in there anymore. Like it just felt, it felt broken. It felt off and I did not like it. And we stopped for a while and I think, I don't know, maybe after Banks was about a year or so, uh, I was good. I think my uterus decided to put itself in check. It returned back to its original location and, and it was, it was actually, you know, enjoyable again. So we definitely got back into a semi-regular routine after my, my uterus got in line and, you know, Banks was still, you know, pretty small. But then when Banks became a toddler, sex got weird again because he was a human cock block. He was like a tiny little dictator (laughs) who could sense like if, there was any type of shenanigans about to go down and he would stomp his little way into our bedroom bang on the door you know jump on the bed like he just knew and it definitely put a damper on things when we did have sex it was great but when banks was awake or aware it was just not going down and that definitely put a damper on things I personally have a very high sex drive. I enjoy sex. I think it's fantastic. It's where I really like let loose. I'm a very composed person in everyday life and I save all of the other stuff for Joe. Like he's the only person who's been able to witness it, experience it, and I like it that way. I'm very happy and very satisfied and it works. So you can imagine when I found out about Joe cheating, I was kind of baffled. Like, what the F? Like, why would you cheat when, like, sex is so good with us? Like, we have really good times. I mean, when Banks isn't cock blocking. Like, otherwise, it's really good. But when Banks is like, Mom, Dad, what are you doing? I mean, I, I don't know why I gave him my mom's accent. But anyway, when Banks is, like, all up in the mix, yeah, it's not so much fun. And I guess, you know, when we're mad at each other or disconnected or not really feeling it, it's not good. I think I'm, I might be blocking out that you know when I wasn't my best it wasn't that good but hmm, I guess when I think of the not so great times there were points when I was disconnected and I would kind of like zone out or not be present so I guess in a way I didn't understand it because I was willing but I did understand it because sometimes I wasn't a hundred and five thousand percent there okay I guess that's fair So when the girl was telling people that they had sex all the time, it just didn't ring true. And it made it really difficult for me to to accept that and to get comfortable with intimacy and even thinking about it. And I think I mentioned like in previous podcasts that I needed to know everything that they did. And I needed to know everything they did because I had to put my doubts to rest I had to silence the voices in my head that were coming up with these insane scenarios I needed to to kind of eliminate things in my life that reminded me of her so you know there was stuff that was definitely off the table and 
this was not a conversation as far as like mine and Joe's intimacy. This conversation did not come up until like months later. I wasn't ready and I didn't know how I felt about him. I wasn't ready to forgive him. I was still very angry. I was still processing. But when that processing was gone and when, you know, my heart started to soften a little bit, I mean, I definitely missed him and I definitely missed the intimacy because, you know, like I said, I have a very healthy sex drive and I didn't want to bring in another person into the mix like you know some people suggested oh you know you should just hook up with someone else I think even Joe was like you know if you want to have sex with someone else like I totally understand you know I'm the only person you've been with and you can do it to you know as payback or whatever and I didn't want to take him up on that one because he he thought maybe he knew (laughs) that he could handle it if I did cheat or you know engage in relations with someone else but I I don't think he knew what he was signing up for when he said that I don't think he really understands the repercussions of imagining your partner with someone else and how much that sucks and how painful it can be so I did not do it and I didn't do it just for him I did it for myself I did it for myself because what if I had sex with someone else and it was horrible What if I couldn't get comfortable? What if they had a weird penis? (laughs) What if we didn't have that physical chemistry? I could, I would not be able to enjoy it. I would be one regretful and I would feel horror. I would just feel terrible. And so I didn't want to engage in that kind of stuff that would make me feel like garbage. So the alternative was to have sex with Joe. And man, uh, Let's talk about the first time that we decided to hook up again. I had gone to a doctor's appointment. And this doctor's appointment was because I had been on the phone with Joe. We were arguing, you know, about cheating. And I felt like I was having a stroke. I went to the hospital and had a CAT scan. I had an ultrasound. I had all of this stuff done. And thankfully, it was not a stroke. I didn't have a heart attack or anything. But... My blood pressure was like crazy high and I was in kind of this vulnerable state after leaving the hospital and I just wanted to feel like connection. I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel seen and I I don't really care what people's opinion is about that. I mean, I do, but I I know I don't actually. I don't care. It, It could be weak. You can see it as desperate. You can see it as lonely. I don't care. It's just what I was feeling. And I went to Joe's house because I knew Banks was at my mom's. He was at home by himself. And I went over there and I was feeling myself. You guys, I was looking good, like really tight, like really not like vaginally, but (laughs) well, maybe. So when I came over, you know, when you're feeling confident, you do like confident things. And we were talking and I just kind of, you know, came on to him and it was very natural it was like one of those like really like movie things you know like when you're watching tv and they're kind of sitting there and then all of a sudden they just can't keep their hands off of each other and they just start making out and then clothes are coming off and then he carries her to the bed and then they just like engage in this like passionate interaction it was like that here's the thing it was like that it was very passionate however However, he did some things that were, you know, 
That used to be really good. But in my mind, since I knew that those were things that he had done with that other girl, I did not like them. And they were uncomfortable. And the the situation went from like super passionate, you know, hot and heavy to like, ugh, awkward. And it wasn't awkward on his half. It was just more myself. And so when we were done, there was definitely a mood change. And I think he didn't, he, maybe he thought that I was like overthinking it or that I was upset that, you know, we had sex, like I was regretting it. But really in my mind, I'm like, I don't want you to ever do that to me again because I know you did that to her and I don't want to think about her when we are engaging in sexual interactions and he agreed and that was that and so from there it got a lot better it got a lot more fluid it it was more in sync and it actually opened up more opportunities for us to talk and connect and kind of say what we like and don't like. Well, that's mainly for myself. So I guess it was more of an opportunity for me to be more honest about like, I don't like this. I do like that. You know, do this more, do this less, which was really empowering because, you know, before I just would kind of go with the flow and I wouldn't say anything. But now I definitely had some thoughts and I wanted to share them. And so I did. Along with this, you guys. So I will say probably like two months into this, we decided that I would start staying the night with Banks. We wanted to kind of give Banks the stability of being home with both, you know, mom and dad and seeing if that routine would work. And so we got Banks his own bunk bed and he slept in it like he was no longer co-sleeping with us, which was amazing. And that actually opened up the door for more opportunities for us to connect with Banks around. And that was something that we had not been able to do prior to Joe cheating. And it really enhanced our relationship. And I don't want to say that sex is everything. And, you know, in your relationship, sex might be great it might be awkward it might be all over the place it might be experimental whatever for us it was just a nice way to kind of relieve stress and it's our way of showing that we are still super connected and attracted to each other and so it was really good to get those to get a a couple of good sessions under our belt Uh, I will say that After, you know, we got our jollies in, Banks did decide to start co-sleeping with us again. (laughs) This little cock block, he just knows, he knows, he knows what's up. And so it hasn't been as frequent as when Banks was sleeping on his own uh, without cock blocking, you know, but it, it still happens here and there. And it's nice to explore different sides of intimacy. It's nice that we were able to have the opportunity to kind of talk through things and have that emotional intimacy where he's crying and yelling and we're both being very expressive and passionate about our relationship and kind of fighting for us and for each other and ourselves. And then to be able to also express ourselves in that way as intensely as we were emotionally we were able to match that physically and we were able to really pour into each other in this like most intimate way 
And that was really, it was really reassuring. It was one of those things that you're not sure if stuff is going to work, but because we had waited to have sex, because we had gone through so many other things before we re reintroduce sex back into our relationship it really made it that much more meaningful and it made it that much more intense and passionate I know I keep saying passionate but it's it it was hot you guys it was hot and it was good and it made me feel like okay I don't I don't need to be with anyone else I don't want to try sex with anyone else because I'm I'm so satisfied and it's hard to say that I would get that anywhere else and it's hard to say that anyone else I mean I'm not saying that no one else could ever please me in that way but when you're emotionally and physically connected to someone it just makes a freaking difference I can't tell you why but connecting with one person on so many different levels it's like why do you want to go elsewhere And again, I think of Joe, why did you want to go elsewhere, dum-dum? But okay, I get it. It wasn't good for a while. And, you know, I question it as well. When Joe cheated, we were not freaking anywhere close to being emotionally connected. We weren't anywhere close to being physically connected. We just weren't connected. We were disconnected. The phone was off the hook. There was a boo-doo-doo. This call has been disconnected. This number has been disconnected. Like it was done. You know what I'm trying to say. So I get it. And so being able to reconnect, being able to be like, wow, this is what we would have missed out on if we didn't put in the work, made the work worth it, made the effort worth it, made, I don't want to say made the cheating worth it, but I just all's well that ends well. All is well that ends well. And it ended well. Or at least it's going well because it's not technically over. And I called this podcast Wake Up or Break Up because I'm still constantly waking up. And if I ever stop waking up, then we'll probably break up. I think if we stop being aware of where we're at, if we stop paying attention and pouring love into each other, we will probably break up. And it's a constant It's a constant process. It's not something that it's, you know, once it's done, we're good forever. Like it's definitely, it's definitely something that is going to continue the rest of our lives together if we stay together the rest of our lives. So yeah, you guys, that is intimacy after infidelity for me and Joe. It is a constant process. We are still learning each other we are still learning to connect in different ways and to really I guess the biggest thing with all of this is foreplay isn't just like with sex foreplay for us now is when we're not even thinking about having sex it's responding to each other it's turning towards each other it's these little tiny bids for each other's attention and the other person reciprocating it or acknowledging it and it's super powerful when we are able to just see each other and hear each other and that is like that's what keeps the intimacy going that's what makes sex so freaking good because we give a shit about each other again and we know we know that this is 
I mean, for myself, I guess, I know that this is the best intimacy that I've ever had. And it's the only intimacy I've ever had. And to be so satisfied with the first person that I chose to be with lets me know that this is something special. And it's not, it's not something that I want to take for granted. It's something that I want to cultivate and make work because a lot of people don't have that sexual and emotional chemistry. And it's super rare to find it. And we have it. And I'm going to fight for it. And I'm going to keep fighting for it. And I hope you guys join me in this journey as I continue to work. As we continue to work. Because if I'm the only one putting in the work, it's not going to work. We both, Joe and I, need to be constantly striving to be better people, better parents, better lovers, better companions, better everything. Just better. I hope you enjoyed this episode, you guys. Make sure to tune in to episode number seven. Wow, I can't believe that we are on seven episodes already. This has been so much fun, you guys. I'm going to try to continue to keep the content fire for you. If you have any suggestions or questions or anything that you want to hear about in regards to my relationship or, you know, just general topics, let me know. Like, shoot me a message. You can send me a DM. And I am happy to oblige. If you want to follow my journey on Instagram, you can follow me at Wake Up Elsie or uh, Wake Up or Break Up. Um, that has all of the little podcast clips and good stuff. And again, if you are looking for a relationship coach and you are interested in working with me, check out my webpage, wakeupyourpassion.com. I would love to be your professional listener and help you talk through some things. Until next time, you guys have an amazing week. I will talk to you later. Bye.